you wouldn't get me as your parachute instructor because I've no. never parachuted, right? <laughs> so therefore, you wouldn't get your taxi driver telling you how to invest in property or your hairdresser how to do it. No. Or your uncle Jim who's got one property, right? <laughs> the big question is this. How investors like us who weren't born in the silver spoon successfully investing in property to create a passive income and still have a lifestyle now? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. I'm George Markoski and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markoski method. Join us. Hi, George Markoski and Christina at the Positive Property TV Show. Hello, guys. Welcome to the Wednesday night sesh here. Now, look, um, if you re- realise the title of this uh, session, we're talking about the dog that sat in a nail and why you should avoid this at all costs and seriously you should and there might be a lot of people out there that are metaphorically sitting on the nail right now and i'm going to go through a few situations and talk about it because this is so important and the story comes along there was this guy somewhere in america sitting on his porch and his next door neighbor's dog is whining and he's had enough of this whining of this dog it just keeps whining over and over and it was very annoying so what he does he calls his neighbor, his neighbor leans over the fence and goes, yeah, how can I help you? He goes, what's your dog whining about? You know, can you stop it from whining? And he goes, look, the dog's sitting in the nails. He's like, well, why does the dog get off? He goes, well, the nail's uncomfortable. It's not painful enough for the dog to move. So the dog can't be bothered moving, but it's whining because it's not comfortable and it's sitting on this nail. And look, it's a metaphor, right? It's a metaphor for people that are sitting on the fence or in a situation where they're not happy and they keep whining. And tonight I'm going to talk about how to get out of the situation, right? It's very, very important because a lot of people are whining at the moment. And look, whining about COVID. Yes. Now, now the, the thing is, I understand situation. that COVID has been a, you know, a big situation for a lot of people. And, you know, a lot of people have suffered and, and I, and I empathize with you. The fact of it is though, there's going to be two types of people that come out of COVID, right? There's a type that say, wow, COVID has actually, is what made me successful in real estate. Given me the kick up the ass. Right? To become that, successful and pivot. Or there's going to be people that say, because of COVID, I'm broke. Mm. So there's two people. One person is going to say, because of COVID, I've made one money and I've become very successful. And the other person is going to say, it's because of COVID that I'm, that I'm a loser. And guess what? They're both right. Depends on how you look at it. Mm. Right? I know a lot of people... You know, they're saying because of 2008, the GFC, that they're broke, yeah. right? Well, I, I made my money out of GFC. So because of GFC, I did well, right? I think this comes back to radical responsibility, realizing that you are at cause, you know, everything that happens in your life has to do with you. So... Well, look, that's one of our values. So can you explain our yeah, values? Yeah, absolutely. So radical responsibility, you know, realizing that you're responsible okay. for your success. So... so what Christina's talking about is our values, and our values are heart. And R is for radical responsibility. And what we say is... You're responsible. Yes, but we say do whatever it takes. But do whatever it that's takes. That's right, because yes. that, that's what it means by being responsible, right? Now look, we're live in Positive Property in our Facebook group, right? So if you're any, watching us anywhere else, please come there and check it us out. You, you might be on the podcast because the podcast come up. I'm very grateful we hit number 70 last week in business investing in Australia. I'll so to that. Thank this you so work. much for everyone that's been supporting our podcast. In the group, I'll be posting the link. So people on the podcast, 
you probably want to move over and check us out in Positive Properties. So you can actually see us live because we're actually on video. And but you can still listen to our podcast on the way to school, on the way to work, or whatever. We've got a face for radio. That's right. (laughs) Face for podcast or not? That's right. See if we've got a face for a podcast or a face for video. But also the people that are on our group, if you want to join our podcast, is great because we send out one or two new episodes every week, and you can just listen to it when you're commuting or if you're in the shower or the gym. Definitely, you've got to drive Whatever. to work, wherever you've got to drive. Yeah, it's good fun, you know what I mean? It's great fun. And so basically, we'll talk about the nail, the dog, the nail, and what I want to do is tell a little story about Jim Rohn. Because that would be really uncomfortable sitting on a nail. And look, the metaphorical nail up this dog's butt is very similar to the metaphorical... It's not up the dog's butt, he's sitting on it. Yeah, okay, <laughs> not up its butt. So, anyway, so look, it's metaphorical, the metaphor is this, right? See, there's a lot of people, and what they do is, one, they make a lot of excuses for mediocrity, right? I've had a lot of people, even on my Facebook, make a lot of excuses for mediocrity, you know, because I talk a lot about success and being successful, the best version of yourself. And look, I'm not materialistic, right? I, I enjoy fine things, but material things don't give me pleasure. Experiences give me pleasure. So what I do is I spend all money on experiences. So I'm not some toffee-nosed rich dude who loves, you know, all these expensive things. No, I actually came from parents that struggled to make ends meet, from a blue-collar family, right? I knew I was poor from, from a long time, and I had to do it all myself. I'm self-made, and I've worked very hard in my life to get here. Mm-hmm. And I really think that, you know, if you've made your money, you should be able to spend it any way you want. Oh, absolutely. You know I mean? And I, I, I like, you know, I bought myself a massive beach house on the beach, bought myself a convertible Porsche because that's what I wanted to do. And it's not to show off and say, hey, I'm great. It's because that's what I wanted. And I think there's no point of having money if you can't use it for what you want. But a lot of my money I use actually, I reinvest in our business. I uh, spend it on health and longevity and also in charities. So I'm very involved in charities. You know, um, the, basically some of the charities are like Variety Club, and you know, one one year we raised two hundred twenty five thousand dollars in one year as a group, and we did a documentary for Channel Nine uh, with the Ki Variety Trek. Also, I'm the president of the Blind Sporting Council Australia. I help people with visually impaired see. We run a annual ball once a year, and a lot of effort goes into that to raise a to lot raise of, money, you know, big dollars for that charity. And there. it's fun too. And look, I'm always looking at fun ways of raising money because that in, that gets people excited. And also with our challenge, for example, we're doing a 40 day challenge next month, and every single person that joins, it's ninety seven dollars. We're going to be giving five. We're going to be getting five bricks to a school in Kenya. And we're building a school in Kenya next year. My goal is next July to build a school. Hope I'll get there. And we're doing a lot of other stuff as well. That's what we're doing. The point is, you want to get to a stage in your life where you've got options and you can do what you want with your money. And to be able to be at that level, you need to actually invest your money because working hard, working long hours isn't going to get you there. It's That's right. almost impossible. Yes, exactly. But what, what Christina's saying is absolutely true. The thing is, at the beginning, you need to work long hours, you need to work hard, you need to sweat, you need to really grind. That's the problem. It's not easy, you've got to get there. And, and what we're trying to say is, you've got to work as hard as you can to get there because when you're trade, trading labor for dollars, life's like on a treadmill, you're trading mill. Now, once you, once you replace your income through property, and if you haven't already done this, I suggest you make it your number one goal. Otherwise, why would you be listening to me on property? And then if that's, that, if that's the case, then 
you need to really work hard until you become there. Because there's no point coasting along and waiting to get there. You gotta work your ass off and get there as quick as you can. Because the quicker you get there, the better. So what was the story about this stonk, George? Yeah, okay. So the story of the nail, and it's, and it's uncomfortable. And what I want to talk about is the metaphor. And basically, Jim Rohn said it really well. And I'll talk of mediocrity and things like that. Mm -hmm. You're going to keep me on track time. Thank you. You're awesome. Now, anyway, so um, basically what I do is uh, every couple of weeks, what I do is I get Christina a surprise present or something really cool. I call this my preemptive strike because I'm always doing something crazy. And every now and again, my wife gets annoyed at me. And what I do is get this in place beforehand to save my ass. Smart. It's like putting money in a bank account and reaping the interest. It's really worthwhile. And what's happening is I'm really reaping interest tomorrow because tomorrow I've got this beautiful handcrafted package okay. that I spent three hours designing and creating. And then what I'm going to do tomorrow night on a Facebook Live is I'm going to show everyone. Now, I don't know if everyone saw the Facebook Live when I surprised Christina earlier this year for her birthday. But um, you had no idea, did you? No. And I blindfolded Christina, and I got my friend Robert, who was staying with us at the time, to videotape us. And I bought Christina a beautiful M3 BMW, you know, um, it was actually almost brand new. A guy bought it and then um, decided he didn't want it anymore. It still had five, new, five years of brand new warranty and free servicing and Sports all the edition. leather, yeah. everything. Everything you could think of, he just added it to it. Just the works. Anyway, and uh, I... For my 30th birthday, because I've just turned 30, so I got a nice new car. And I bought a big bow, and I bought a big bow. <laughs> it was really a beautiful surprise, so I'm very grateful. And look, so and I'm, I'm very fortunate that, you know, I can do that because I've got the, the income, the time, and the inclination, though, you know what I mean? Because who wants to wait one day to do cool stuff? Do it now. Absolutely. And this is what I'm talking about. Don't sit on that nail. You know, if there's a special someone, and, you know, you're home with your wife, and you haven't taken her out for you know, a long time to a beautiful dinner or, or your husband or whatever, let's do it, let's do it. I really think we should enjoy the simple moments now and that's what I wanna talk about today. And what I wanna do is say, look, mediocrity is not okay. I'm sorry it's not. So if you're on our channel and you think it's okay, you're in the wrong channel. What right? does Jim Rohn say though? Jim Rohn says, this is what he says, which I love, right? Jim Rohn says, the worst place you can be is sitting on the fence. Right? Because right? he says, so what happens is if you're sitting on the fence and you're not sure to do this or that, he's like, don't sit on the fence. And Jim Rohn, amazing guy, and I met him in real life when I was in Sydney, which I was very fortunate about. And what he says, he says, look, get off the fence. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if you get it wrong. So, you know, you can go on the left or the right side. Because if you get it wrong, you'll get, At you'll learn. You know you, know you got yeah. it wrong quicker yeah. than if you sit, because if you sit on the fence, you never know if you got it wrong or right. And you sit there. At least you get off the fence, you, you can do something, right? And the thing is, when you're on your deathbed, you're not going to say, oh, I'm so glad I sat on that fence my whole life and wasn't sure what to do, right? I'm so glad I you know, didn't ask that person, I, that girl in the coffee shop that it was gorgeous. I'm so glad I didn't ask her on a date because I was too scared. I'm so glad I didn't invest in property because I was too scared. I'm so glad I didn't go for a pay rise or do this, do that. You're not going to say that when you're dead, right? At all. Or when you're dead, you can't say it. But on your deathbed, you're not going to say that, right? What people on the deathbed, and this is very interesting when you read what they say, is they always think back and say, look, you know, less work, more fun, do what you really want to do, take risks. People regret the things they don't do, not the things they do, right? Even if you stuff up, I'd rather be on my deathbed and say, great, I tried this, didn't work, 
And here I am. Like, yeah. for example, yeah. doing these lives, right? You know, when I first started doing lives, we started doing lives. Christina's a natural. She was always <laughs> awesome. But me, I wasn't that good, right? <laughs> you were okay. I was yeah. okay, but I wasn't that good. Christina's a natural and she was just perfect from day one. But me, took me Not a while really. to learn. <laughs> took me a while to learn, right? And now I feel like I'm a little bit better. And what I find is I feel very comfortable, really, really comfortable. And I'm just being well, myself. Well, I love getting on here every Wednesday. I actually really look forward to coming on here and having a chat to you guys because you are our community of like-minded investors. You know, we're all in this journey together. We're all on the same path in life. And we all want more out of life as well, which is the best thing ever because you become the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. So it's really important to have people that, you know, want to do what you're doing in life around you and supporting you and just bring you up and you can all go to the next level and it's a really beautiful thing. We're going to talk about the fence and we're going to talk about why the fence just sucks and mm -hmm. you've got to get off that fence. So let's go a few examples. You know, there's the person who... He's working this company and he's got a position. He or she doesn't matter. And they're working in this position, but they know they can do better. Mm -hmm. Right? They know they can do better. And um, they know they're doing a better job than other people. And all they need to do is get the courage to ask their boss. But the thing is, this is the thing. What are they supposed to ask their boss? For a pay rise, for a promotion, for more responsibility. Oh, okay. Yep. However, this is the deal and this is what we're going to talk about today. Mediocrity and comfort zone, those two things go hand in hand. They're yes. like twins. They're like two similar things in a peapot. Right? And basically what happens is what happens is people want to stay in mediocrity for one reason only. They're scared of change. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And they're they're in their mind, what they're making up is a lot worse than what it is. Mm. Right? I call this the VCR question. Right, and the VCR question is very hard. What happened when my parents got their first VCR? They had no idea, and I was like 13. I got in there, started pressing. They buttons. had no idea how to hook it up to the TV. Yeah, how to hook it up. No, they wanted the VCR. They had an idea, but they didn't know, they how, didn't to know how to make it work. No, they didn't they know how to make it work. Videos. Yes, and there's, there's those of you who don't know what a VCR oh, is. Yes, okay, yes. So it that was back this in my ancient day. machine that we used to use to play videos. Yes, instead of before, before DVDs, DVDs, before Netflix. Before Netflix. <laughs> Before Pornhub. <laughs> anyway, so why did I say Pornhub? I don't know. Anyway, doesn't matter. Whatever you subscribe to, whatever you spend your investment money on. Anyway, I reckon it would have gone up since COVID because everyone's at home, right? I'm sure, well, Netflix. Look, so it was a VCR. It was really hard to, like, there was a lot of moving parts. So, George, you keep sorry, um, okay, actually sorry. bumping sorry the tripod. Bumping. That's why every time uh, he moves, yes. he, like, kicks the tripod. So, so look, Basically, there's a big manual and you've got to stick things in different places, you've got to program it. But yeah. as a 13-year-old, I just sat there, pressed a few buttons. So you, you just like had no hesitation. You just dove in and started like figuring it out. Yeah. You didn't like, you weren't scared to like put the wrong thing. That's what kids do. That's what kids do. That's what kids do. Yeah. They're like, yeah. All kids are like that. You know, yeah. they, they, you start with confidence, but you're only taught to lose your confidence. But anyway, I did it. Mm -hmm. Now, they said, well, how did you do it? I go, well, I just did it. Like, I didn't know how to explain it. It's a bit like now of computer That programs. reminds me of like a conversation I had. Like I have a member who wants to get three properties and they asked me, so they go, Christina, how do I get three properties? And I go, it's really simple. You just get three properties. You just get them. Yes. And this is the deal. <laughs> the reason the VCR question is so difficult is because it's not the actual... So for the VCR question is hard because my parents 
coming from an older generation weren't used to technology, didn't have the confidence, very difficult. So they had a bit of a technophobia. Yes, and a bit like my, the difference between my mother and my father. My mum, when she started, she started speaking English straight away. Right. Right, and okay. learning and just trying and not being yeah, scared. Yeah. My father didn't want to talk English because he didn't think he was good enough and didn't want to send, have uh, an accident and sound bad. didn't want to make a mistake as Yes, well, yeah. and see, didn't want to get out of comfort zone, right? And the thing is, getting out of comfort zone and willing to make a mistake is very important. And when you when you can't make a mistake, you're stuck there. Mm. So we're talking about this person, they're in this job, and they're too scared to ask for a job pay rise because, it's not because it's hard to sit down and say, hi, can I have a pay rise? That's the easy part. It's the emotional part of risking yourself getting rejected. And it's almost like there's a mental hurdle that you have to like jump. Well, it's massive, it's massive, it's massive because yeah. there's the challenge, right? That their picture in their mind, what if he says no, I'm gonna look like an idiot, yeah. it's gonna be embarrassing, I have to come to work every day. There's a whole pile of emotional baggage, like piled up to the roof that yeah. can go onto that. And this is the problem. Whenever we get out of it, whenever we need to get out of comfort zone, no matter what the reason for, there's actually piles and piles of emotional unconscious baggage sitting on your back, holding mm-hmm. you back from doing that. Yeah. And that's the challenge, and that's what we need to get rid of. And that's what I'll talk about today. And the thing is, look, a lot of it's unconscious, so you don't even know you got it, mm. right? Um, you know, you know, why is it that you know if you find someone attractive and you're single, you don't ask them out? Because of the emotional baggage. It's Fear. not the it's not Fear. the it's yeah. not the it's the VCR question. Fear, yeah. exactly. So it's a bit like, you know, um, you know, you've got you've got a lady, I, I know one lady, she's you know, she's got this husband who's a complete dick and he's pretty abusive, right? Mm-hmm. And she says so herself. But mm-hmm. she stays in that relationship because she's scared of getting out of comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Now, to us on the outside, it's like, please, I beg you, please leave him, he's a douche. Right? Mm-hmm. Just do it. Um, but the problem is she can't see that. And that's because the emotional baggage is holding her back from seeing that. Mm-hmm. And getting out of the comfort zone for her is very, very difficult. Yeah, right? Yeah. And it really is. Right? That's the fact of it. And I'm not judging her at all. Because at the end of the day, you need to make some personal growth to be able to get out of the comfort zone and do that sort of stuff. It's a bit like the story that I've heard. You know, there's a mother and she's got these two kids that have already, you know, they're 18, 19, still living at home. They're loafing around the place, not paying their rent, making a mess and just being dicks, right? Mm. And she's like, how do I get rid of them? And her friend's saying, well, just tell them to leave. But telling them to leave is not that easy because then that says, well, am I a good mother? Am, what, am I doing the right thing? There's that, all that emotional baggage on top of that. Yeah. So when we're sitting on the fence, when we're sitting on that nail, what's happening is we've got this emotional baggage holding us there. And the problem is we imagined these scenarios that are a lot worse than what they are. Yeah. You know, and people use confidence equivalents. So that lady with the two kids that are adults and loafing around and smoking dope every day and doing nothing and not paying any cent and just eating all the food. Like she's like, well if I kick him out, does that mean I'm a bad mother? Mm-hmm. Of course it doesn't mean that she's a bad mother. Actually might make her a better mother because they might actually start doing something. See a lot of times people do something out of obligation, trying to make things better, right? They so, don't realize they're doing the opposite. Yes. Mm. So change is very difficult for people. And that's the hardest thing. And getting out of your comfort zone is one of the hardest things in the world. And when it comes to anything in life, anything good that you can create in your life, whether it's your health, whether it's your wealth, whether it's your property investing, whether it's your 
friends and family, relationships, it all comes down to one thing, your ability to get out of your comfort zone, mm. right? Now, the people that get out of their comfort zone the most are the most successful. Elon Musk, you know, putting in hundreds of millions of dollars to start a space company against NASA and Russia, like, that takes big kahunas. He's playing with the big boys. Right? Now, he had to get right out of his comfort zone to get there. And that's why he's so successful. And anyone says, you know, Elon Musk doesn't deserve it. Well, you'd go do something like that, right? I've had enough of that. People, you know, like at the end of the day, the millionaires back in the early 1900s were a bunch of assholes, right? A lot of them were, right? And what they did is they exploited people to make money to, you know, manufacture stuff. And they weren't really helping the environment or helping anything. Mm. You know, recently I was listening to, you know, the, 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 the tobacco the tobacco industry and the companies, right? Mm -hmm. Now, they've done nothing for anyone. All they've done is profit off of people's misery and bad health. Now, they're truly, as far as I'm concerned, shit companies, right? Yeah. And I'd never want to work for a company like that or get involved in a company or buy any stocks there. I wouldn't touch a 10-foot pole because seriously, if I want to make money, I want my money to be clean and doing good for the world. Right. Well, absolutely. That is the old school of um, thinking, you know, the, the old ways of doing things. I think we're, you know, the new school of actually, you know, giving back and making people's life better and it being, you know, just aligning with our values, which is a win-win, you know, would never do something that wasn't going to be a win-win for everyone. Totally, involved. totally. And I think really at the end of the day, I think everyone should be like that and not really spend any money with anyone, any companies or anything. We're always that would make the world better. purpose over profit. And, you know, we pride ourselves on that. So, yes, thanks for sharing this. We really go out of our way to help our members. Like, there's been a few cases where, you know, something unfortunate may have happened because of COVID, like someone may have lost their job, and we've said, we're going to help you out. We actually, you know, can do what we can for you to make your life easier so that, you know, they yeah. can win, which is great. Purpose over profit, and that's excellent. That's part of... Um our heart values and that sticks in with uh, authentic, isn't it? Is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So we're talking about getting out of your comfort zone mm. and we're talking about how to do it. And see, let me give you a tip. This is an amazing tip. And I used this a long time ago. What happened was I had a job as an insurance salesperson for life insurance. Now, I don't know if you've seen Death of the Salesman or anything like that, but life insurance, you mentioned the word everyone runs from you. It was a challenging job. It was a hard job and I had it. And I tell you what, they sat me down. They'd sit me down at the table and say, here's a list of people. You gotta call them and book in an appointment. Cold call them. Right, yeah. cold call, right? Out of the phone book, right? And I'd look at the phone book, look at the phone. Go, <laughs> How scary would that have oh, been? Look, that would have been so scary. You know, I'm 22, yeah. I'm looking at it and I'm like, nah, I don't wanna do this. <laughs> I don't wanna ring people. Yeah. Like, because I started managing, I started imagining, you know, people abusing me, saying, what the hell are you calling me for? And all this sort of stuff. Yeah. I had all these things in my mind and I couldn't do it, right? Mm -hmm. And the next day, our boss brings us in. It's, we're all young guys in our 20s, right? Mm -hmm. And all lads, we're mucking around, we're partying on the weekends, all that. And we've got this job in insurance because there's no other jobs. That was just after the big recession back mm -hmm. in the 90s. So really, it was, you know, that's all we had. So anyway, our boss sits us down and he goes, Guys, you know, how did you go and all that? And he just goes nuts and tells us all off, right? Mm -hmm. And then he goes, okay. So this is what normal people do. They think about doing something. Mm -hmm. 
then they feel bad about it, then they don't do anything about it. Right. And he said, I want you to change that. He said, this is what I want you to do. Do the call, right? Yep. Then you can feel good about doing it and then you can think about what you've done. <laughs> so just cut that out, cut out just, the thinking part. No, 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 put the, no, just change the order. Okay. Because if you want to get out of your comfort zone, it's hard to get out of your comfort zone because you think about it, then you feel bad about it, and then you can't do it. It's the feelings after the thinking that stop you, right? Mm-hmm. That, all that negative baggage, right? So what the deal is, is you need movement, right? Now, a mentor of mine, Tony Robbins, a pretty amazing guy. Now, he um, you know, came from nothing, and now he's a billionaire. The guy's amazing. And, and he was talking about your state. See... Your, your physical body, your emotions and your thoughts, those three things are connected. Mm. So what happens is if I have a negative feeling, my body's going to change shape. Yes. See, I, I know some people that are very hunched over, mm. right? And, and they've got very stressful lives. They, and the reason, they look like they've got the world on their back. The yeah. reason they're hunched over is because they're stressed and they've got lots of negative emotions. And that's mm. what they are. You can tell people that have positive emotions, they've, they've got a better posture, mm. right? Um, you can tell people's emotions. I mean, if I'm sitting like this, do I look positive or negative? You look depressed. But if I'm like this, how do I look? <laughs> now, so... That was a thumbs up yeah. for those on the podcast. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah, so... And looking up. Looking up. So, guys, look, the deal is your body can also control your emotions your and the other way around. Because everything. when you go into a negative emotion, your body goes to a negative um, body language. Well, you can actually go into a positive body language and get your emotions to a positive. So what I want you to do, if you're watching this, please, I want you to do this. I'm going to do this myself. And even though the camera's going to miss me, it doesn't matter. You're going to stand, I want you to stand up, smile, and look up, and feel proud. Okay, I'm do it. On the camera, if you want, everyone stand up. One, two, three, everyone stand up. Come on. Even if you listen to this, if you're driving, please don't try this, okay? If you're in, smile, look up. And while you're smiling, looking up, with a beautiful, strong posture, Try to think, think of something negative. You can't. You can't. You can't. No, you can't. Exactly. exactly. You so, guys got a lovely view of my scarf there. Yeah. <laughs> Is that all? It's okay. Then. So look, so basically, this is the key, guys. So what we want to do is we want to control our physiology, and that's why working out a lot of times can make you feel better when you're depressed. So if I'm not Like feeling, going for a run, things like that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely, because it changes your posture. Yeah. Right? And you get rid of that negative feeling. So the deal is... When you're getting out of your comfort zone, when you're getting out of mediocrity, Mm. right? Part of it is giving up your ego. Mm -hmm. Because ego holds you back. Because ego is the one that says, oh, what if I make a mistake? Everyone thinks I'm an idiot, right? Right. Well, guess what? It doesn't matter, you know? You know, when it comes to doing what you want to do and get out of your comfort zone, not being mediocre, it doesn't matter. Because what I want you to do is, okay, on my deathbed when I look back, Am I going to regret doing this or not? That's a better way of looking at it. And if you are, then you're being stupid and don't do it, right? But what I find really helpful when I'm like struggling to make a decision, I'll think, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen? What's the best thing that could happen? And then I'll go, okay, what's the most likely? And then it's always the most likely or it's usually, you know, the best scenario. It's never the worst case scenario that I could possibly think. So it's good to just run through those scenarios just to hash out, you know, what exactly are you fearful of and what are you stressing about? Christina, that's excellent. That's really good. I love that. High five. (laughs) 
Brilliant. Look, I'm really glad that you're here because you really compliment me very well and you make me look good, so thank you. Anyway, so, so I want you to think about getting out of mediocrity. I'll tell you a little story. And this is the problem with Australia. We've got this whole thing called tall poppy syndrome and people try to cut you down. And there's another reason why people don't want to get out of the comfort zone, right? But seriously, when people try to cut you down and look, last week, if you haven't listened to our episode, please do, responding to my haters. You know, the bigger we get, the more haters we get. Luckily, it's 10 to 1. You're 10 happy people in one person. It's hilarious, though, like people sitting behind their keyboards, typing these angry messages. But the thing is, the haters... Who does that? Only losers do that. <laughs> but the haters, right, they're the ones that are projecting themselves onto you. Yeah, yeah. They really are the ones that are uncertain. You know, because most times when I've got out of my comfort zone, mm. every time people have said to me, don't do it. You know, when I invested my first property, then my second property, when I started my first business, when I got married, all those things, people said, don't do it. When I left my job, when I left to live in Sydney, when I was 18. But look, funny enough, every single time I went out of comfort zone, even though it was difficult, it was amazing. It was the best thing I ever did. And it's not a lack of fear. I don't have a lack of fear. I'm like everyone else. I'm a normal human, right? But you have that fear, but you do it anyway. That's the yeah. only difference. But you also, know, you should look at who's giving you advice on what, because if someone who's got no idea about property is trying to tell you about property, then they're probably not the right person to be listening to and you know getting your advice from. Uh, so really, just you know, make sure whoever's telling you this is actually you know walking their talk and not just talking, because a lot of people talk. You know, a lot of people who don't have kids have opinions on how you should raise kids. A lot of people who don't invest in property have opinions on how you should be investing in property. Or people who haven't been successful in certain areas will try and give you advice. Uh, I think there's nothing more important than actually looking for people who have got the results that you want in your life and then doing what they're doing and just, you know, doing exactly what they're doing step by step and just ignoring everyone else because if you want something in your life, you need to do step by step whatever that person's done to get the same thing, obviously. It's called modeling. That's what Anthony Robbins talks about, right? Yeah. I keep talking about Anthony Robbins lately because he recently did a massive thing with 11,000 people around the world. Yeah. But um, yes, so Christina, you've actually nailed it. That's exactly right. And the whole point is really the best thing you can do, the safest thing you can do if you want to get, if you want to get out of your comfort zone and a safe way of doing it, is by following the footsteps of someone who's already done. Exactly what Christina said. But a lot of that actually involves letting go of your ego and not thinking that you know it all. Because if you think you already know it all, then you're not going to learn anything. The reason I spent $250,000 on property education and business education and mentors is so you don't have to. Right? And I will never think I know everything about property. Like I still learn every single day. And it's just knowing that I still haven't reached my full capacity of knowing everything that keeps me so open to these opportunities and, and is why I've become so successful. And, you know, obviously I owe a lot of that to George and his team, his circle of safety, because without them supporting me and walking me through how to actually invest in property, there's no way I would have been successful. So I just followed, you know, George's lead and invested where he told me to and did everything he told me to. And that's how I've become successful. It's been really simple. Exactly, exactly. So look, really, at the end of the day, I really think you really got to get away from mediocrity. And if you got that nail, so, you know, if you got that job that you hate, 
if you've got that boss they don't like, if you're in a relationship that's really shit, if you've got family that are treating you bad, if you are too scared to invest in property or start a business or move house or go to university, look, weigh up the pros and cons, see in the future, think about yourself in 20 years time, and look, it's not about failing or not failing, it's about are you willing to accept that you didn't try, or are you willing to accept that you tried? Because, yeah. you know, because you know, no one's gonna guarantee your success. Everything's risky. But if you wanna stay safe, you know what we can do, don't we? Because I mean, getting out of bed's risky. Walking across the street is risky. Mm. Catching a plane's risky. Now, you know, going outside and Victoria's risky. <laughs> Everything's risky. <laughs> but the thing is, right, if you wanna be safe, they can put you in a nice padded room and give you a nice little white jacket and they can feed you three meals a day and you'll be there very safe and sound in cotton wool. But what a way to live. Would you want to live that way? You know? No, yeah. So I'd rather be able to get out of bed and walk across the road and do that sort of stuff. And real estate's risky as well. So the most important thing though with real estate is, and this is why I want to talk about real estate, is because you can mitigate that risk by getting the right team of professionals, by the Absolutely. right system, and following someone's footsteps. Just so therefore get it tried and tested. Then Hello. you can minimize the risk. You don't get rid of any risk. There's always going to be risks. Anything could happen in the future, mm. but you're minimizing it and maximizing the success. And, you know, I've got 25 years experience. I'll tell you what, I've done pretty well out of real estate. I've been very fortunate and I keep doing well out of real estate because I follow the principles. And um, that's the important part. You're a specialist when it comes to property investing. Yes, I am. That's and my specialist. Not only, you know, your years of experience, but the amount you I've spend helped so many every people. year on the research and everything else like that. But it's like, also because I help two or three people a week. And yeah. because of that, I know what's happening. You're no, no, one, no one's got that experience. what's happening in the market. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a bit like this. You know, you wouldn't get me as your parachute instructor. Because I've no. never parachuted, right? <laughs> so therefore, you wouldn't get your taxi driver telling you how to invest in property or your hairdresser how to, how to do it. No. Or your uncle Jim, who's got one property, right? <laughs> now, the thing is, you know, if you were to do parachute, if let's say you're going to go learn how to fly a parachute, not you, you don't fly skydive. Skydive, that's it. Not fly a parachute. Fly a parachute. <laughs> let's go fly a parachute. Oh, Whee! Christina, come here. You mean skydive? You're cute. Yes, skydive. No. So, what would you Google if you were to Google skydive? Would you just Google cheapest skydiving? Hell no, no, no way. You'd probably budget skydiving. No, no, you no. wouldn't know. Um, some people might, but no, you'd probably you'd probably um, Google. Um, best, safest, safest best, yeah. most experienced, yeah. right? That's still alive. That's who you want to go with, right? <laughs> and with property still investors, in the same thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Now, the thing is, like, you wouldn't go and learn how to do it yourself, though, would you? No, way too risky. Would you go buy a parachute online, do your own research, <laughs> pack it yourself, no learn way. how to fly a plane and jump out of a plane with your own parachute? No. no. Way. Why would you do investing in property, which is the most expensive thing you're going to buy? I mean, you heard about the guy who took out his own appendix. So no, no, it, it, not, yeah, not everyone knows. Not the everyone story. knows the story. So in Antarctica, they had a scientific team, and the doctor—they've always got a medical on board, right? And we've been watching this uh, thing about Mars, and it's going to be fascinating when they go to Mars. Can't wait to see that in real life. You know what I mean? Back to Antarctica. Back to Antarctica. Antarctica. So basically, this guy was a doctor, and he's the one that got appendicitis. So the medic that they brought along on their uh, needed trip the to medical Ant needed the medical Antarctica. trip. He was a Russian. How many were there? Was it a group of five? Don't know. But anyway, yeah. the medic was a Russian doctor. He was the only doctor, and the supply boats only come every six months or so. Oh my god! And he had appendicitis. Not if you know much about appendicitis. It's very dangerous, and if you don't operate immediately, you can die. 
You've got a day or two, and that's it. If not. Yeah. So he had to actually operate on himself. He had to take out his own appendix. On his own. Like, imagine cutting through your own body, and you have to still be awake. But you know what? He did it. Yeah. But the thing is, don't be like the doctor who had taken his own appendix, because you're not a doctor. If you had to take out the appendix, would you get an expert? Would you go online? It, it shocks me how many people go, oh, yeah, I'm going to go online and get some free information on how to invest in property, and now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become a property millionaire. Look, the free information, I give a lot of free information now, but you need to know how to put it all together. So if you watch every video of mine, you will learn everything I know, because mm. I'm giving it all away. You know, Gary Vee said, just give it away, I do. But if you want to know it in a systemized way and knowing what to know out of all that, then you need to get one of my coaches on board, right? Mm. Now, and the best way to get all of my information, actually, in a systemized manner is my 14-day challenge. Yes. Right? When's so, the next one? Well, the next one's actually the first Monday of October. And what I like to do is I'd like to invite you all to come to my challenge. Nice. So what, this is what I'm doing with the challenge. It's a live challenge. So I normally charge $20,000 a day for my professional opinion, um, you know, for property and stuff like that. Now, this is, the, this is the good news. You don't have to pay me $20,000. And I'm actually doing a live 40-day challenge where you actually get me as your coach. Now, imagine getting me as your coach for 14 days straight. And you get me during the live hot seat and the graduation webinar, giving you advice. If you think it's worthwhile, if you've been following me for a while, if even if you just started following me, I think it could be worthwhile. And really, what I'm doing is charging $97 for this 14-day challenge. We're launching it this week. And once it's full, it's full. You know, because of the hands-on nature, there's only a certain number of people I can allow on this. And once it's full, it's full, and I can't let any more in, as you know. And, I'll, and I might not be doing this again live. And you get me live this time, which is pretty cool. And uh, basically, what I'm going to be doing is going through each step of the way, getting you, teaching you how to get out of your comfort zone, create a million dollar property game plan, and actually get off your ass and do something. That's what I'm gonna do. It's how to called, get off that nail. I wanna get you off that nail. Mm. And what is a really good thing to get you off that nail, off that, sitting on that fence, you know, getting you from thinking about property investing and overthinking and over-researching and stuffing around and getting the spiral of spinning despair, wheels, spinning not wheels. Where you're going. What the best thing to do is to get you out of any negativity or hopelessness, how to create hope, how to create positivity is through action. Oh, 100%. Right? Yeah. So let's say, Start for example, if you're feeling hopeless, you know, get your taxes in order. And guess what? You've done one step and then suddenly you feel better. Because, you know, a lot of people now watching haven't done their taxes. I know what it's like. I've been there myself. I hate it. <laughs> and then you just do it. I don't like paperwork, so I really don't like that sort of stuff. So what I want to do is putting that challenge is I want to challenge you each day to do one little step. And, you know, they say a journey of a thousand steps starts with the first step. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to just give you one step, then your little next little baby step. I'm going to give you one step at a time. Mm. And by the end of the 14 days, you're going to be walking. You know what I mean? Nice. You do the pre-training, which is preschool. Then the first week is primary school. Second week is high school. And then you've got the graduation webinar, which is like, I'm your high school professor, your, pro your university professor, and giving you the university of property. And this challenge is only $97. And what I'm doing is I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm reversing the risk. And basically, you can do the whole challenge. Get me as your coach for those 14 days. And if you don't think it's the best Thing you've ever done for no any reason at all you can just email me and say i want my money back and i'll give you money back 
Simple. How good the no shenanigans. Risk free. We've got the no shenanigans guarantee. I don't know if you heard of the no shenanigans I've guarantee. I've never heard of that. No. Well, so you know, you've got these, you've got these guarantees, and look, mm. obviously for bigger products, you need certain things. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, so you've got these guarantees. Like for example, if you buy a BMW, right, and you drive 500, 300 k's an hour and smash it into a wall, they're not going to replace it for you. No. Right. But see, with our program, you can do the program, do whatever. And you can say, oh, I don't, I want my money back for no reason at all. And we'll say, yes, days. and no shenanigans done. That's it. Yeah. And the reason we're doing it is because, you know, some people are scared to get out of the comfort zone. So look, your first step to get out of your comfort zone, if you're interested in property investing, is to spend, put your money in your pocket. Mm. Get your hand. Look, if you're it's watching the video, get your hand. Guys. And what you do is go down <laughs> into the front pocket, stick it in, pull the wallet out. And it could be painful for some people and then pay that $97, right? Yeah. And the thing is, I'd do it for free, but then I would be doing you this service because then you wouldn't do the work. And, you know, considering I charge so much and you're only getting it for $97, so then what you do is pay the 97, book it for the challenge, and then arrive each day and just do your work. You don't have to do it at the same time, you could do it at different times because we're in the Facebook group, it's a special group. And then we're gonna go through it all. And basically, we're gonna take you from wherever you are now to really, having a plan that will serve you for the rest of your life. I don't care if you live in Australia, New Zealand, America, any, any modern economy in the first world, this works, right? Mm. And, you know, our goal is to empower 10,000 Australians to create wealth through investing in property using the Mikoski method. But um, you know, we've got so many fans now coming from America and from New Zealand and from uh, UK, I don't want to limit it to Australia, you know, because I want to help the world. So we're going global now with 14 day challenge. We're going global with the 14 day challenge. Woohoo! Right? I didn't even know that. So yeah. we need to celebrate that. There you go. Yeah. So we're going global with the 14 day challenge because recently I spoke to a guy called Darius from the Core Equation. Great guy, amazing guy. We shared a stage with a big, we're a bunch of very successful entrepreneurs in Australia and we're both speaking on stage with quite a few other celebrities. And what happened was, he was talking about the core equation and he had me on his podcast we were talking about the property. And he goes, George, what you're saying sounds like it work in America. Yeah, yeah. And the penny dropped. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? Hell yeah, of course it work in America. People work, people live in houses. Yeah. This works anywhere where people get a job and they, they live in houses, right? Awesome. And most of the world, people live in houses and people work. Now Darius, he built a company from 10 people in three years to, to 200 million a year, mm -hmm. right? And he said the way I explained property, he just loved it, it was great. He got it, he's a smart man. So we're gonna go global. So we're going global with the 14-day challenge, which is great, you know? So welcome to our global 14-day challenge, which is excellent. And look, that's basically it. And what I like to do is I like to, one, thank you all for all the people that subscribed and listened. Thank you so much like, for your support, guys. We've we got really up to number it. 70. And what I'd like to do, if you enjoyed this, please do one thing for us. Go to our podcast on iTunes, subscribe, give us a rating review if you think it's good. If you think it's bad, don't subscribe and say <laughs> goodbye to us. If you think it's good, stay with us and please interact. And look, if you're on the podcast, you know, please give us a review and also come and join our group in Facebook. So you can see us live and see us on video because I know you hear my voice and I've been, I've been spending a lot of time trying to deepen my voice exactly for this podcast and I think it's been working but um, 
you know, oh, I'd like you to see what we look like. I'd like to see what you look like. And Facebook would be great. So thank you so much. Thanks for joining us this week. And we're going to see you next week. We've got some amazing Thanks, stuff for you next week. We'll see you that. next Wednesday. Cheers. It's been a pleasure as always. Bye-bye. Enjoy your night. See you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful. And please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, we have a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income. I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy. It takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand the information I share is of a general nature only and is not taking into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisor has actually achieved the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family. Thank you.